0: Hello everyone, it's Ricardo and here's the podcast lineup for Popping Collars in May 2021. On the flagship Popping Collars podcast, Betsy, Greg, Liz and I are talking about portrayals of mental health in popular culture. Greg has an interview with director Ryan Daniel Dobson about his new movie Hosea. Hear what went into making this updated take on an ancient story. Just when Betsy and Greg thought they were out, going on 30 has pulled them back in. This month, like the Mafia, they discuss the finale of the Corleone saga in The Godfather Part 3. Children may be looking forward to summer break, but the Sacred Six is going back to school with the episode Boys of Summer. Special guest Eric Matoyer discusses this pivotal episode of The Wire. Finally, the PC book club is back with its regular hosts. Liz and I give our picks for what you're going to want to be reading on the beach during your next vacation. Thanks for listening and keep those collars popped. Um, so what, I, Oh, I'll just say, what? welcome. I'll do the welcome bit. Yeah, you do it? Okay. Riffing. Unless you want to. No,
1: go ahead.
0: Welcome to Popping Collars, everyone, the podcast that lives... Oh, wait, we don't have to say that at all. Welcome, no. to... Take two. <laughs> Welcome to Popping Collars and uh, its satellite program, Book Club. Yay. Yay. Four times a year, approximately. We come to you with some picks and suggestions for your reading and listening pleasure, I will say, and uh, here we are again today. My name is Ricardo Avila. I am the rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Los Gatos, California, where we are springing into spring, and with me is my co-host of this satellite, Liz Easton. Liz, again.
1: Hi, I'm Liz Easton. I'm the Canon to the Ordinary in the Episcopal Diocese of Nebraska.
0: Thanks, Liz. Uh, so we normally do, um, you know, book club suggestions, something for you to read with friends or on your own. I don't really have a pick this month, so I think we're going to riff a little bit. I do have some kind of unpicks if, if we're allowed to kind of say that we're disappointed in some books. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and I think I, we might just have a, a quick little chat about reading in general or anything we yeah. want to say about it.
1: I'll tell you what, I had a hard time preparing today because, well, as you all know, I will recommend a book in almost any podcast that we record. So I sort of have used all my books. And right. even in a recent episode of Popping Callers, I recommended a book that Ricardo had already recommended on this satellite podcast. So obviously I'm not tracking things very well. So I've kind of run out of suggestions. And this hasn't been a great reading year for me so far. My reading challenge was 50 books for the year, and I'm already eight books behind. Whoa. I know. I just haven't been into it this year as much as I was last year, and I think um, I've had some duds that were slow to get through, Right. and I wouldn't recommend those on the podcast, I don't think, unless people want to know what those are.
0: Right, 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 right. You could cheat a little and read thin books. Well, that's
1: true. Yeah, poetry volumes of poetry and really, really yeah. short books.
0: You could also play your uh, audiobooks at 1.3 speed. Or I something. do
1: that sometimes, especially for like thrillers. And, you know, I'm going on the road soon. I'll be traveling a little bit more throughout the diocese. So, um, I'll, the, I'll be able to listen to audiobooks. but you know, it used to be when I got home at, from work at the end of the night, I um, would read a lot. And now I'm watching Netflix instead. And I think that that's part of my COVID reentry. is like, I didn't anticipate how quickly things would come back right. in terms of like schedule and pacing. And I'm just, um, to be honest with you, I'm more stressed out than I've been in a long time. And that's not a good, um, attitude to bring to reading.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. I actually, uh, made a, um, what do you call it? I cataloged all the books I own because oh. I went on this buying binge over the last couple of years. There's a, uh, in Los Gatos, there's the public library and there's the friends of the library bookstore. And it is Unbelievable! Literally, almost every book is a dollar, and there are great things. Like books that just came out, like last year, kind of thing. And I've really, I, I probably bought, you know, eighty five (laughs) books over the course of a year or so, and um, probably spent one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred and fifty on all eighty five. Wow! You know, I bought every single, and I've started thinking about like, well, when I retire, I want to, I want to read this book before I die. You know, I want to read this book again. So I just kept amassing them. So I cataloged them. Then I started something where when I finish it, I catalog it. And the year I, I read it and if it was an audio book. So I actually know which books I've read so far in 2021. And I'm doing a little better than you are.
1: I bet you are. What have you got? How many? Uh,
0: 13. Actually.
1: Ooh, that is good.
0: And one of those was War and Peace. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's, that's like five good. books. Yeah, like
0: five books. And that was a book book, but uh, I will say that uh, it's fun kind of thinking of reading books. I think for me as a kind of a, almost like a little project. Oh, I get to put it on my list and, oh, yeah. these are the ones I read last year and have some mindfulness about it.
1: Yeah. You know, something you just said made me think I recently watched the movie, Our Friend. Have you heard of this? No. Casey Affleck movie. It's really beautiful and will make you cry, cry, cry. But the premise is there's um, a couple and then they have a best friend and it's the sort of the story of their friendship, the three of them. But the mother, this is no spoilers, a young mom, wife um, is diagnosed with terminal cancer. And eventually she it comes to terms with the fact that she's dying and she comes up with a bucket list, you know, of like, these are the things I want to do before I die. And some are really crazy and silly and fun. But um, she had a lot, she had rereading a lot of her favorite books on that bucket list. And I thought that was so moving. I had never thought about that before. That like, if I knew that I was dying, like books are that important in our lives, you know, that you want to cherish them and revisit them and savor them. I had never thought about it before. What do I want to read before I die? What do I want to reread? It's such a joy of human life to be able to read.
0: No, that's right. That's right. And, you know, I bought those books, but ask me if I'm really reading them. <laughs> In fact, the 13 I've read were mostly audio books from the library. So yeah. I didn't even, you know me, I have three things to say. Go for it. I, I was thinking, and I, I discussed this with you, Liz, before we started, that um, that I might give some a, a, a sort of a, a book club unpick, like a book that disappointed me. Yeah. So I have one of those, but I also have another one that, I would actually suggest, but it wasn't like a super, you know, you want it to be like, you've got to read this book. Um, And I think a lot of people have already read this. So I actually do have a suggestion. I just can't super recommend. And then I have another book you made me think of because you say you're reading mysteries and thrillers. And somebody bought me an audio book that's the first in a series by a writer. That is sort of a a future listen that I want to um, throw out there for people.
1: Well, go for it. Get into it. Cause I can, I can make a couple recommendations too, I think.
0: Okay, good. And you know, Liz, I want you to know that I really, when you make recommendations, I really listen. Um, I know,
1: but sometimes you don't like them, um, but that's okay.
0: Oh yeah. No, but you know what? Mostly I do. I only tell you the ones I don't like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of you in a way, I read the vanishing half and I did like that. Yes. Um, but um, the book that I sort of unrecommend, and this, I feel a little bad about this, it's called A Burning. Mm. And it's by Mega Majumdar.
1: I have that book on my bookshelf. It was one of my book of the month selections, and I haven't read it yet. So this was helpful for me.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's well written, and it's in, you know, you, 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 it takes place in India. It, it's basically a young woman is arrested. Uh, because she's in the wrong place at the wrong time when a, um, a train explodes. You know, it's like a little kind of terrorist act. And just because of something she posted on social media that was kind of not even that pertinent, and because, and this happens right at the beginning, uh, and because she was there when the explosion happened, she basically gets framed for it. But the book is all about kind of the machinations of that culture and how different people at different levels strive to kind of actually be able to make ends meet, but then also to get power and authority. And it's in India. And if you ever read the book Behind the Beautiful Forevers, something like that, I think Catherine Boo, if that's possible, it's about India. It's nonfiction. And that was a shocking book because it talks about all the pushing people out of your way to try to get ahead in these, you know, in these cities in India where, any leg up you can get might mean the difference between life and death, right? And so this book is fiction, but I, I can't recommend it because it was sort of relentlessly depressing and kind of cynical. And normally that's not a, a showstopper for me, but it, it just, it, it, I didn't really see any way out. Uh, I didn't find any of the characters very likable. It, it just felt a little hopeless. And I say it was well-written, but it also just, it felt inevitable even though you were sort of hoping for something else. I don't want to give it away too much. So I, I just I finished reading it or actually listening to it and I, I thought oh, I don't really ever want to read that again and it doesn't make me want to seek anything else out by this author and I was it was a selection you know it was recommended in a best books of the year I think from the Atlantic. Uh, So I was just disappointed. I'm not giving a good reason really why I didn't like it, except that um, the plot felt a little just contrived, not organic, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good for me to hear because, as I said, I have it on my shelf. It's rare for me to let a book linger for that long. And, you know, I'm always trying to expand, like, the voices that I here and perspectives, which is why I picked it, but I'm I'm not up for a hopeless book right now. Like I can read a hard thing, but I need to at least love the characters
0: in the midst of that. so okay. I feel sorry for the characters. I will say that, but I just yeah. there's not a lot of righteousness. I, I don't know I, I, I need the yeah. sense of right and wrong. The one that I say is, is uh, the one I would say is a pick. It's called Home Going. It's by Ya Gayasi. Uh, she's come out with another book uh, just this last year, I think, called Transcendent Kingdom, I believe. Homegoing came out like four or five years ago. Or no, three three years ago, maybe. And apparently it was a big hit, but I'd never heard of it until her, her new one came out. Homegoing is amazing. It basically tracks a family uh, in Western Africa, pre-slave days, slave trading days, And how the family splits off into two sections and one grows up in africa becomes part of the slave trading you know gets becomes um uh, complicit in it actually and, and gets wealthy in some ways and then the other gets caught up and taken into slavery in america and it literally each chapter i think is a new generation uh and so you go for like centuries and you weave in and you have to look back and see who was related to whom. Uh, But I just found it fascinating.
2: The book was inspired by a
1: trip that I took to Ghana in 2009. I received a uh, grant from my university, Stanford, to go to Ghana and research a novel. Um, And it was while on this trip that I ended up taking a tour of the Cape Coast Castle myself um, and just got to see the entire you know, kind of lay of, of that castle and heard the tour guide talk about um, the fact that the soldiers who lived and worked in the castle during this time would sometimes marry the local women. And then from there, he took us down to see the dungeons. Um, and I was so sort of struck by, by the idea that there could be you know, free people kind of walking above all of these um, captives who were about to be sent um, along the middle passage.
0: It's like lives lived in each chapter, and I think I've heard I've heard some people say they didn't like it, and I, I don't remember why, but I remember understanding why. Uh, but I, I actually think it's it's pretty. I think it's pretty riveting. Um, I've heard
1: great things about it, so that's a good recommendation.
0: I do recommend that.
1: What about you? I have two. I have two recommendations. Yeah. One, um, you your book sort of reminded me of it only in that it's set in Africa. Um, And that is the death of Vivek Oji by Akwake Emezi. And it's a very short book. um, Really, really, really beautiful that Mm -hmm. a young person in a family, the premise of the story is that a young person in a family dies and nobody knows how they died. Really a beloved child of this family. And there's sort of this mystery And what is kind of revealed over the course of this story is um, this young person's gender identity and their discovery of their gender identity in this small community in Nigeria and how their friends reacted and how their parents would and what secrecy meant and what um, liberation felt like. And it's a really beautiful story, especially if there's anyone in your life who comes out as... Transgender or um, non-binary or gender non-conforming—it's a beautiful insight into what it feels like to live in alignment with your truth. It's not a preachy book. It's just like you know those books where you feel like you just sort of opened a window or a door into a life, and you get to experience it a little bit. And um, the characters are lovely, and it's—it's um, it's just a really, really beautiful book. So, the death of Vivek OG. I right. recommend, and I bet it would be a good audiobook too. And then finally you mentioned, um, you mentioned the vanishing half by Brit Bennett. And I love that book so much. You all know, I recommended it. I went back and I read her debut novel, which is called the mothers. It is, I would actually recommend this for a church book club, mm-hmm. of, but a church book club of a certain sort. Like um, there's definitely sex and um, growing up, themes and stuff like that so if your church book club is uncomfortable reading pretty true and honest uh depictions of sex and sexuality then that would be uncomfortable but um it is the story of a young woman's coming of age and uh but particularly in the context of the church where she grew up and the mothers are this sort of voice they're almost like a chorus they um they narrate at portions of the book um in the plural and it is it's the women of the church and how they think about the church and how they think about being a woman of faith and how that relates to these
2: young women growing up she wouldn't have listened of course what did the church mothers know anyway not how luke held her hand while they slept or played with her hair when they cuddled or how after she'd told him about the pregnancy test he cradled her bare feet in his lap A man who laced his fingers through yours all night and held your feet when you were sad had to love you, at least a little bit. Besides, what did a bunch of old ladies know? We would have told her that altogether we got centuries on her. If we laid all our lives toes to heel, we were born before the Depression, the Civil War, even America itself. And all that living, we have known men. Oh, girl, we have known little bit love.
1: It's just, it's really, really um, warm. And um, there's some hard stuff in there, but similarly to the vanishing half, it just is engrossing. Like you get sucked right in and you really care about the characters. Yeah, it's
0: a great, great story. Oh, good. I guess we did have suggestions. We did
1: it, yeah, I guess.
0: Well done. Well, I think that bell is the sound.
1: <laughs> that was my email. Oh,
0: <laughs> so thank you, Liz. Ooh. and um, It's great chatting. We could chat for hours, but life is calling.
1: Got to move on.
0: Yeah. So uh, thanks for being with us for this special uh, Popping Collars Satellite Book Club episode. We'll see you next time around, or we'll hear us next time around. <laughs> and in the meantime...
1: Keep those collars popped. Pop, pop. I am giving you